Hello and welcome into episode 36 of the FJ Pod. Today, as we heat up in the NBA playoff season, we're going to be recapping a little bit of the NBA play-in tournament, giving our predictions for the next couple play-in games, and going over the series that we already know about. Uh, but first, we're going to start with Jake's story time. So let's get right into it. All right, Jake, live from York Field. Nothing related to the podcast at all, but tell us your story time from York Field. So, um, me and Brian. Brian and I. Recurring guest. Yep. We are in a um, adult softball league, right? So, um, season starts in May. Uh, We've been trying to get people out onto the field just to kind of get warmed up, get loose, and kind of coordinate and see who we're going to have at what positions and um, batting where and stuff like that. So today <clears throat> we go down to York Field, which has eight eight different ball fields, like one T-ball field, two like little league fields, then like two above that, and then two high school size, right? So where there's seven main fields and then York 8 is the – uh, nicest of the fields, but it's set back, like, away from the rest of them. It's got a separate parking lot and all that, right? So we pull up to the normal fields, like me and Brian do consistently. We go there, hit the cages, get under the field, shag some flies, whatever. And packed, packed house. Every field is being kept field. So we're, like, brainstorming. We think, all right, let's go to York 8. So... Me, Brian, the two fellas, we're meeting over there. Um, shout out Dan and Sean. We're, we go to the field, and now this field is, like, beautifully manicured, like, ju- like looks like it was just done, lawns mowed, but locks on, all the, locks on all the gates. No, no trespassing signs or anything like that, but there's locks on the gates. We clearly weren't supposed to be there. Um, that was not stopping the fellas. So... If uh, if you ever played high school baseball, you know, like, there is a leap from when you're in, like, middle school to high school where the fences just decide to go to, like, from, like, four-foot shallow fences to eight-foot fences, right? So this field has those tall eight-foot fences, and they're just chain link. And on the side of the field, the outside of the field facing where the fans would be and where the parking lot is halfway up the fence are these like big metal bars and because there's locks on the gates we had to hop the chain link fence to get in there to play so we're tossing our shit over and then we hop up the fence now for the listeners who have never met me before i'm a large human being um i'm six one almost 300 pounds i'm a big dude with a great looking beard great looking beard as well thank you so Hopping the fence on the way up, even for me, is not, on the way in, not a difficult challenge. Because you have, halfway up, you have that bar. So you just get your leg up there, lift yourself up, hop over, and jump down on the other side. No big deal. So we're in there playing, and I turn around, like, as we're, as I, after I jump in, I turn around, I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't know how I'm getting out of this place. Because I, for one... I'm pretty sure I'm incapable of just climbing like a regular chain link fence that's eight feet tall. It's 
if it's just like a six foot chain link, yeah, I can just kind of lift myself over and hop. This one, no shot, because I can't get I can't get up that high to get to the point where I can pull myself over. So while we're leaving, I'm trying to get over the fence and I kind of just finagle my way up. I'm halfway up and my on cue, double Charlie horse. Not high oh, enough. No. no bananas. No banana. I should have bananaed up because yep. I wouldn't have got these cramps. Double Charlie horse on the way up, and I'm panicking, full panic mode. I got both. I got three of my buddies, close pals, watching me, watching me just uh, stall on the middle of this fence, and they're like, "You, you got it, you got it." And I'm like, "I know, I got it." The, it's not the issue of getting over. It's the issue of double Charlie horse, and now I have to jump over and land on these legs. Right. So I'm, I'm like up and i'm like all right toss the leg over i'm hopping over and i'm just like all right now i gotta take this risk i gotta take this risk these charlie horses don't end my life yeah so i get over land safe and sound rest of the homies get over and what does mr brian mcgee do brian's last one over last one over Right, naturally checks for forgot something things along the fence to make sure that all your stuff is out of there. Guess what? Guess what, buddy over here does. Brian, you want to tell him? No. So Brian leaves our big bucket of softballs on the other side. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Shame on you! Shameful! So I have a question. I I have a question. So yeah. you have this big fence. There's no dugouts. You can't just walk through a dugout. No, there is dugouts, but, but the it was dugouts locked. have the dugouts have metal roofs. Weird, so weird field. You can't use the bench to climb over. Very weird field. I'm trying to picture yeah, it in my so head. If if you wanted to use anything in the dugout to climb, you would almost you'd have to be like a pretty good rock climber because you'd have to go like and like grab the overhang, right, and then pull yourself over onto the metal roof. Yeah, and the my best option was to go where the gate is, right. But there's a master lock on the gate keeping closed and use like the space between to like kind of like wedge myself and get in but the moral of the story was look out for your friends I, well first off i gotta be on top of brian yep. making sure that my because i told i told him i was like if hey if if you if you're not going back over to get those balls those balls are staying because i'm not <laughs> i'm not doing it again no no way i still got i'm still double charlie horsed up right we're on the other side of the fence Powering through a podcast. I'm doing that twice. Right, right. So, Brian, as the trooper he is, he did climb over, and then he's lifting the crate over the fence to toss it, because it's like, there's like 20 balls in this, it's like a milk crate, right? It's not like a bucket. And it's open top. So if you were just like, throw it, all the balls are going They're out. going everywhere. So Brian's lifting the gate, the, the crate over up to us. Use this big plume of dust from the from the field just drop on his face and his oh, eyes, boy. and he's like eyes closed. <laughs> goes to me, tosses it. I catch it. Other plume of dust goes in my eyes. We're both blinded. Yep. The other guy's got to come and save us and get the crate before it lands on my head because it was bound to. Luckily, my two very physically fit friends that were there, unlike me and my my best pal here. Uh, Brian is not 
a, a large human being. It's just we just don't work out frequently. Uh, they, as uh, as the, the troopers they are, came and uh, heroically saved us. Saved your life. From the embarrassment of just being there, like on the ground with balls scattered all over us, just crying with dust in our eyes. Love that. Um, so had there been any more people than just the four of us, if there was one single stranger there, I died of embarrassment. I would have died of embarrassment. <laughs> I would have been so appalled by myself and my just, just the fact that I had to struggle so hard to do such a, a a task that when I was 17 I could have done with just in a cinch with no trouble at all. Love that. I, I we need yeah. to go to uh, our first break and reconvene time. after story time. All right, Jake, we are back. Thank you so much for story time. If you if the people liked it, story time may remain a segment. We'll see. Story time was good, but we do have to lock into NBA now. Jake, the playing tournament, you know, I don't your team Boston has never been in the playing tournament. Right? It might the Cavs were in last year. Um would have been the 8 seed ended up losing both games, so the playing tournament hurt them. Instead of, obviously, they would have been the eight seed. They would have just played last year's Miami team in the first round. Um, so the playing tournament, we'll start there. Do you like the, as a spectator with your team not involved, I would say the playing tournament is fun. Um, it's entertaining. Um, but personally, when, when my team was in it twice, um, it is nerve-wracking, and I don't like it. What are your thoughts on the playing tournament? <coughs> Um, I like the play-in tournament. Uh, I've enjoyed it more this year than I did last year. Last year's, <clears throat> I felt kind of like the results felt pointless. This year, I feel like there's all. It just feels like they're more meaningful now. We, it, it's going to be hindsight 2020 in in a week. A week from now, we could see the result of all these first-round games, and none of the play-in teams make it through, and it, then the the games feel fairly pointless again but uh these last two days tuesdays and wednesdays game or yeah tuesdays and wednesdays games i've enjoyed tremendously oh yeah um the now i know we're not gonna get too far into it timberwolves lakers game was electric it was so much fun oh, to yeah. watch especially the ending um hawks heat game was kind of it was man, the hawks just hawks went off they yep. just dominated the whole game um but last night, uh, the my favorite game by far was that Pelicans Thunder game. That game was back and forth. It felt like like in the beginning, Hawks were or uh, the Thunder were cool. Just no, like couldn't get offense going. Didn't seem like they were making like it was pretty much all Lou Dort and Giddy. And then second half, Shea just came alive. Oh yeah, he dominated and herb jones looked herb jones looked so good cj mccollum stinker mccollum and trey murphy third yeah and for that game i got you know shot up frontier airlines got delayed didn't tell us it was delayed um and then we land from florida to ohio stuck at the gate no reason why we're stuck we can't we can't get off so i unfortunately missed Pretty much the entire Thunder Pelicans game. Um, so the Thunder won. Um, 
But the first game, Bulls Raptors, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's daughter, just MVP. Eight home game for the yeah. Raptors. It was a home game for the Raptors. <laughs> and it was like they were playing on the road. Every time they stepped to the free throw line, I, I believe her name is it DR DeRozan. Um, Dior, Dior, Dior or something yeah. like that, yeah. Excuse me if I am uh, incorrect with that. Um, every time the Raptors went to the free throw line, I mean, you think of a seven-year-old's high-pitched scream. I mean, as loud as it could possibly get. And the whole place is silent because it's the home team shooting the free throws. And you just hear this scream every just time. Just gut-wrenching, just ethereal, like, somebody getting murdered screen and the raptors go 18 of 36 from the free throw line clearly worked they blew a 19 point lead the bulls win it was premeditated too she she had that plan she oh, was yeah. begging Lamar to go to that game and he didn't want her to go because she had she, school she, right and she, he doesn't want her there for the miami game we're calling off dude i if i'm adams or not adams if i'm um Vooch, Zach Levine, Damar, oh, we're getting Pat Bev, everybody on that team should be like giving her money or <laughs> donating to that school to get her time off. Dude, Damar, you got, I mean, not to, I don't like picking up, bringing up wallets. That's not me. Damar Rose, do you have plenty of money? Your daughter can miss one day of school. One day of school. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that you don't want her to, but. Some things are bigger than school and education, and that basketball is one of those things. I one hundred percent agree. Um, so I to bring it back to Thunder Pelicans and really the Bulls Raptors kind of tie in the whole the whole playing tournament as a whole. And like it does feel like there are legit stakes with these games, which which does feel nice. Obviously, like the winner of Bulls Heat. I mean, they're, they're not beating the Bucks, but it feels like you know having a shot, even give having a shot. Um, proving your worth to make the playoffs, um, especially with the Bulls and Heat. Those are two more like veteran-led teams uh, with Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, um, Bam, and Jimmy Butler have been there a bunch. But for the Thunder, like they were supposed to be terrible when Chet Holmgren was out. You're like, this team might win 20 games. Um, and they went 40 and 42. Um, and I, I think they're going to beat the Timberwolves, I know. We didn't really get to touch on the whole Rudy Gobert situation, but the Wolves are in shambles, and I know they they probably should have beat the Lakers, uh, but just a weird Lakers game, and it was very low scoring. But you have the Thunder, Jalen Williams, Shea, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, plus you're going to get Chet back. You have 15 first-round picks in the next, like, five years. It's absurd. The funniest thing about that, every time I see a tweet about the Thunder team and then all their first round picks, I keep thinking it's satirical. I think I keep thinking it's a joke. It's not and a joke. It's not. It's it, not it a feels joke. Fake. It feels like it shouldn't be allowed. And, you know, obviously there's no way you can keep 15 first round picks. They're going to but it it puts them in a prime position to get the next star that wants out. The next Donovan Mitchell that wants out. You know, the next Kawhi Leonard that forces his way out of the Spurs. Like, the next star that wants out. Who is beating the Thunder in a trade offer? Nobody. Did you you see the – I saw – I I hate that I can't give her credit, but there was a a woman on TikTok that I saw who posed an idea. 
if the Thunder, because they're in the lottery, yep. if they were to get a top three or four pick, not number one, and, and let's say Charlotte or you know whoever gets the first, and the Thunder go, we will give you six first-round picks <laughs> and the second overall pick this year. Like, let's say it's Houston, yeah. right? I think that's the example she used was Houston, Now, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm already going to say, no, I'm keeping Victor Wembanyama. She, she, she was like, can you say it? Like, can you live with yourself if you say no to seven first-round picks? I would be able to sleep at night knowing I have Victor Wembanyama on my team. So that's the thing. It's like, yes, I can live with myself, but if three years from now... But Vic turns out to be like injury prone. Oh right, I'm, I am, I'm resigning. Well, it, obviously, you know, if that offer were to ever happen, you know, but picks are so minuscule. I mean, no one cares about first round picks anymore. I mean, the Wolves gave up three firsts and a swap for the man who started COVID, Rudy Gobert. Because nobody stays on their nobody like, stays on their team anymore. That, and it's just, it, even the Cavs this year gave up multiple first-round picks for Mitchell. It, But it's like, you want to, when you give up that many first-round picks, you want to know you have a star coming. Obviously, we both think Victor Wambinyama is going to be a superstar um, in the league, but, you know, it definitely would keep me up at night, multiple nights, if that uh, hypothetical, you know, deal was on the line there jake yeah absolutely that one one thousand percent it would it's like but if if i'm a gm or if that is offered to me i don't know i I don't know how you say no but i would shoot myself i don't know what i would do yeah the pants would be getting cracked no way around it Um, undoubtedly poopy pants undoubtedly (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the series that we do know that are already taking place. Um, I do want to start with the Western Conference here, Jake. Um, you know, a matchup that, if everyone was healthy, would be really, really interesting. But with no Paul George, it should be Suns. It is Suns-Clippers 4-5 matchup. It should be Suns in a route. The Clippers, um, last game of the regular season was against the Suns and at the same time um, the Wolves and Pelicans were playing um, and they could have finagled a way to fall to the 6 or even the 7 seed and avoid Phoenix um, which I honestly th- thought they would have been better off falling all the way to 7 um, I think they would have beat they would have beat Minnesota in my opinion and then you have a matchup against Memphis I would much rather a, a matchup against Memphis in the first round uh, where they're still trying to figure out the no Clark uh, Adams minutes, very undersized. Um, they decided to win the game and beat the Suns, and now they play the Suns, who you give Durant, um, Booker another week to just get locked in. And I mean, this is Suns in five all the way. I'll give them a gentleman sweep. Um, and I do feel bad real quick. Kawhi's having a great season. Um, he's having a great season. I love Ty Lue as a coach. Um, and it's just, you you don't, you don't have the firepower. Even with Paul George, I'd probably go Suns in six. I just think the Suns are the best team in the West. 
um, in general. Um, but this one's going to be one-sided, in my opinion. So I have Suns and Six, and it's not because I think the Clippers are that close to being as good as the Suns. I think there's it, there it just is a gap, undebatably. Um, but I think that the Clippers are going to make it more entertain, entertaining than they should. Um, and I also do love the, the storyline that that is with this team with Russ and Katie. I'm excited. For oh, that. yeah, it is going to be fun. They're going to be on the court at the same time the whole game. Right. And as soon as I see a screen and Russ gets switched on to Kevin DeBant. I mean, Kevin Durant just scored two points then, or three. Absolutely. But as soon as I see it, I'm just going to be, it's just, my heart, my heart is going to flutter. I'm going to be excited. It's, but it's just a, it's just a series I'm excited to watch. But I think the Clippers just make it competitive because of Kawhi. He's been fantastic. That dude. Yeah. I think he can will them to a couple wins. And obviously with him defending, uh, KD the whole time, you, you, you're not going to stop KD, but if you're going to pick one person in the league to have to try, is there anybody that you're picking besides Kawhi? Giannis. Just a little longer. Just because of the length? Just just in my opinion. Yeah, a little longer. A little more, <laughs> little more beef. Yeah, and I think it's like, for me, I don't think it's like a close, or I think it's a close right. oh, choice. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't think you can go wrong with one or the other, but you have the, you have, in the, in the Western Conference at the very least, you have the best option defending Kevin Durant in round one. Yeah, absolutely. If they can utilize that and Kawhi can also step up on offense, even though he's going to have to be playing so hard on defense, I do think they sneak two games in. Uh, But yeah, I think it's four games to six. I think it... Four games to two in six. I don't think it's going to be overly competitive. I think the games that the Suns win are going to be massacres, probably. Yeah. And you're just going to... There's going to be a couple games where... The Clippers are able to be competitive and win close ones. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and you know, as a Cavs fan, I, 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 I'm, I think Booker is the best shooting guard in the NBA. Uh, when all things, when everything's clicking, um, and that's coming from a Cavs fan. Um, I just think he's that dude. Um, I, I don't think he, he's like on the edge of, I, he just can't. He's it won't be the best player to win you a title. I mean, he came damn close to it um, in 2021. Um, but you add in him being healthy. Um, obviously, Chris Paul's shot has gone awry, but he's still a great leader, um, a great passer. Um, and the, so their sons will have questions with their depth, were they a Kogi or, um, you know, they do have issues on the depth, which might come back to haunt them. Um, in, further down the road, um, but we both are picking the Suns there. Um, and then, in my opinion, the more intriguing matchup in the West, 3-6, um, Kings-Warriors. Um, Warriors are the heavy... Uh, out of all the series matchups, we know the Warriors are um, one of the biggest favorites. The only road favorite out of them all. Um, going to Sacramento. Sacramento breaks their drought as the longest uh, team in all of major sports to not make the playoffs. They have a great season. Mike Brown was just announced coach of the year today as we record uh, on Thursday night. And the Kings storyline is scoring 130 points and giving up 129. 
Can they do that four times? I do think it's unlikely, but I do see, with especially with Wiggins back now, 100% he was just cleared for activities, cleared to play today. Um, I see, and I have Warriors in six. Um, it is sad. It, it pisses me off that the Warriors drew this matchup out of every team in the West. Um, Steph gets another Mickey Mouse run to the title. Probably will somehow win the title again. Um, just pisses me off. Um, but, Jake, how do you see this matchup? I actually think the I I do think that I I'm going to say the Kings in seven. I certainly um, hope so. I just can't get there. I so the Warriors are for the for the roster they have, they are by far the worst road team in the league. Oh I, they oh yeah. are the sixth seed and they are eleven and thirty away this year. The only teams with worse records away is Houston, Sacramento, and Detroit. That's it. Not Sacramento, San Antonio. So San Antonio. My, yep. my apologies. Yep. Um, and this is the beauty of Sacramento having home court. They get to play four games at home, and the Warriors are total dog water at, a, at the opposing team's court. So that is where I see the Kings having this fighting chance, and I think the offense is potent enough, and I don't think the Warriors are going to be getting the production that they want out of guys like Jordan Poole and Wiggins, specifically because Wiggins is just coming back. He's barely played this year. I hate Poole, so I'm with you there. And Poole has been bad. So unless he does what he did last year and just catches fire for the playoffs specifically – then I actually I'm giving this I'm giving my uh, my pick to the, the Kings yeah I, Kings and seven I you definitely have more stones than I do um, I uh, it comes down to I, I hate the experience factor like experience matter it's whether your players show up or not doesn't mean they were inexperienced um, these dudes have played basketball their entire lives um, they've probably seen every scenario possible. Um, and it will be an interesting matchup with Wiggins just coming back. They said he was working out the entire time. Um, we still don't know why he was gone. It was a family matter. Um, touchy subject. But the Warriors don't have anyone to stop De'Aaron Fox. Um, I, they do have... Green is a good matchup for Sabonis because Sabonis doesn't really spread the floor um, as you would like out of a big man. Um, so they definitely have an advantage there on the inside. But Clay Thompson uh, defensively isn't what he used to be. Uh, towards ACL, then towards Achilles, uh, and they're just older, so it's not like he's bad. It's just De'Aaron Fox is that guy. He's gonna win Clutch Player of the Year. Um, and the Kings, they they're gonna win. I think a lot of it will come down to Game One, because if if the Warriors just come out and, and stop the Kings, um, it could get it could it could be quick. Um, but and the Warriors don't have a good defense this year. I want to. They're they're middling. That. Yeah, they're middling. Yeah, and I think the Kings might have. Other, in the West, I think they have the most options to get a bucket. I would just say they might have the most options, but total options, not the best options. options. Total. Like Keegan Murray, he's been great all season. Uh, Malik Monk is. He's been a bucket this year. Uh, not gonna put, I'm not going to include Harrison Barnes in that. Um, obviously, De'Aaron Fox. Um, 
you can rely on on Sabonis to score. I don't know if he'll do a ton of it with Draymond on him. Um, and then Kevin Herter is a straight sniper. You might be right. I, I, the most options, they do, they have a lot of options, and that's why they yeah. are they're going to be dangerous. I obviously we I mean I obviously hate the Warriors. Um, so I, hopefully. Same. Yeah. Same. You have reasons to not like them now. Like, have, you've had a reason forever. I, I have, now have a right, reason. Right. So, I just think, I'm not even going to say they were experienced. It, I, I just think the Warriors have, they obviously made it to the finals, and I had to watch Tatum shoot 20%, and the Warriors win another Mickey Mouse title. Uh, and it just looks like it's going to start. Um, they got the best, the better side of the bracket uh, in the West. And it's just, they're going to get the calls too. That's one thing. They're going to get the calls. If it's close, I'll just lean to the Warriors. And then let's talk about the final matchup that we know of right now and then take a break. Um, another very, very intriguing matchup. The 2-7, Memphis versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Lakers were 2-10 um, to start the season. I believe it was a... 0.3% shot to make the playoffs. Um, they not only win the play-in, they they made uh, advance to the playoffs. And a very interesting matchup um, with Memphis. Um, because of the lack of size Memphis now has, uh, with no Steven Adams, with no Brandon Clark, and we know how foul-prone Jaron Jackson Jr. is. He only averaged 28 minutes um, uh, a game for the season. Somehow going to win Defensive Player of the Year, whatever. Um, but if Anthony Davis is healthy um, the entire series, I think I lean Lakers in six. I'm with you. AD genuinely might average three and a half blocks per game this series. There is... Yeah. If, if Memphis wants to win, like, they have... Memphis has shooters. If Memphis wants to win against the Lakers, they're going to have to take the ball inside. Yeah, and, and right. Anthony Davis can sit pretty and block shots all day because he doesn't have to. He's not going to have to defend anyone on the wing. Vanderbilt can very well go and defend Triple J. I mean, who like who is AD? And yeah, you probably you might put AD in a defensive role against Triple J, but like why? Why utilize his energy for that when v Vanderbilt can very competently defend him and AD can back him up on the inside? Yeah. You know, I, it is like, is who who's going to be filling in? Is it Santi? Well, th the, for the Memphis front line, yeah, they just brought up uh, they just used Kenneth Lofton Jr., um, a G League player. Um, I can't imagine they start him. No, I I doubt it. They're they're really uh, thin on the front line. Um, Extremely so. As we Man, sit here, Steve Adams MVP. Yeah, maybe somehow he's that important. <laughs> right now, Memphis is the series favorite. They're minus one thirty nine. Yeah, um, I like that. Right now, Lakers are plus one fifteen to win the series. Um, and I, Memphis does have matchups. I, I don't think anyone can really stay in front of John Morant. Um, I'm higher on Desmond Bain than probably most people are. I love Desmond Bain's game. He's um, really good. He's thick like, too. He can, oh yeah, he can, he's stronger than. But you already anybody. know. You already know Dylan Brooks is gonna eject. Gonna get ejected from one of these games, more than likely. Um, 
Oh, he's going to be talking so much smack. Oh, yeah. And I just think if it, it's just such a – like with the Lakers and the Suns, it's just so much hypotheticals of if their dudes stay healthy. Because, um, you know, LeBron could twist okay, now, an ankle. Yeah. Dylan Brooks, Austin Reeves fight. <laughs> Austin Reeves fight. Austin Reeves X Factor, um, which is funny to think about. You know, I'm not going to even bring up Westbrook. I'm not going to take my victory lap of he got off the team and they got way better. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to stoop to that level. Um, but I like the Lakers in six. Do you have a series? Um, is it Lakers in six for you also, or how do you see it, Jake? I'll go Lakers in seven. It's not that I. It's not that I think that they couldn't win in six. Um, they just don't have home court. Right. So right. I and I'm hesitant to give them a that much of a favorite against the Grizzlies, who are a good team. Um, they're not great without Steve Adams, but I do think that they're. I do think that they have a pretty good defense. Yeah. Um. It's but. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was Lakers in five, too. Like, I don't know how well they can compete without, without when they're missing so much size. Because, I mean, aside from Triple J, it's Brandon Clark and Santi. And that's Conchar, it. Those baby. Are your only guys. And who? They have Conchar. <laughs> oh, and yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. So, either way, tough look for Memphis. You get the two seed, and this is the matchup you draw. Because um, even if they faced, if Minnesota would have won that game, um, I still think Memphis. I would Memphis would have won, but they still would have had similar size problems with you know I, Gobert's terrible, but he's still a big guy, and then you have Carl Anthony Towns. So either way, it was just a tough look for Memphis. Um, again, a, another series that I think Game One's going to tell a lot of the story. Um, if the Lakers just go in, win by fifteen, look easy, it could be quick. Uh, but the home court is true in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see. And then the last matchup that we don't know of yet um, for the for Denver's opponent, it's either going to be OKC or the Timberwolves. Um, whoever it is, I, I, I'm pulling for OKC just to see Shea in the playoffs. But either way, Den, Denver in five, either way. Um, so do you have yeah. any final thoughts on the West? And then we'll take a break, come back to the East. Yeah, I don't even think we got to take a breath on that. That Denver game, I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna matter. It will not matter. Uh, and we'll take we'll take a quick break and come back with the Eastern Conference right after this. All right, Jake, coming back with Eastern Conference uh, playoffs now. If you didn't catch last pod with uh, Bob and I, um, check that one out. It was the whole Cavs Knicks breakdown, also with some Ohio State talk as well. Um, so check that one out. Uh, I had Cavs in six um, for a multitude of reasons. Home court, Randall's probably going to miss game one. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to be the best player on the court. Um, You can get the full breakdown on the last pod. So, Jake, we'll start with you for your Cavs-Knicks prediction. So, I know Garland and Mitchell are listed as doubtful. That's not – No. They're both playing, right? Oh, they are both playing. The only Cavalier that was in question was Isaac Coro. Um, okay. As we sit here on uh, Thursday night, um, I just got an update today. He was. It looks like he is on track to play, which is huge for the Cavs because he's going to be on Brunson. Okay. Yeah, because that was my. That's the one thing that I am not. I don't love about this matchup for the Cavs 
it's just who guards Brunson. They well, didn't feel like, but now if it's a Coro yep. and Mitchell gets to what go quickly, probably. Well, quickly, quickly he'll come off the bench. So you'll, so you'll probably have Garland and Grimes because he's Grimes just sits in a corner you all think day. Quinn and Grimes and Stardom, they've been starting quickly a lot recently. Well, it, it, a huge factor is what they've done with no Randall. If Randall plays, I mean, they're going to have two whole totally different starting lineups. Um, yeah, that's true. But it's hard to just guess who's going to start. But you're going to have Garland on there, the guy whoever whoever the guy is who sits in the corner, um, and then you'll have Mitchell Mitchell on the second guard, and you'll have uh, Okoro on Brunson, which is basically how it's going to go. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I. So I, I like the I like the Cavs to take the series, but I I don't think the Cavs match up extremely well. They do not against it because they now Mobley is really good at contesting threes, especially from big wings. So I think he I think he matches up great against Julius, but where like they don't have it doesn't feel like you have great defenders to guard specifically Brunson I don't like even a Coro I don't think can really guard Brunson on on their last matchup um a Coro was out he got hurt uh a couple of days before and and Brunson just went absolutely nuclear um he outdueled Mitchell again which he did in the playoffs last year when it was uh Dallas Utah um so that does scare me that Brunson can just go off um but Okoro, in the in the matchups that they have, I mean, you're not going to really stop a player like Brunson, uh, but you can contain him. Uh, you can get the ball out of his hands, and that that's the Cavs' best option. Um, it's just like letting R.J. Barrett beat you. You're going to live with that. If Quentin Grimes has a, a six, makes six threes in the game, you'll live with that. It's just you're not going to stop Brunson, but can you contain him? That's the Cavs' best option. And I, I do think Mitchell is a bit of an underrated defender. Um, I agree. He's long. He's really long. He's long. He's stout. Um, and I'm not going to take too much stock in, you know, when they didn't play well. He didn't play well defensively last year. He would. It's an excuse. It's, it sounds like I'm just lobbying for him. He was so checked out of Utah. He was so sick of Rudy Gobert. Um, he was just ready to get out of there. So that's what I'll that's what I'll live with on the Mitchell side defensively. Um, but if Garland ever, I mean, they're obviously everyone just runs pick and rolls. It's just switches. Find me your your worst defender. Um, so if Brunson and Garland are probably going to be matched up a lot, um, scary for the Cavs. But from the in, in the interior position, it, Cavs are one of the worst uh, defensive rebounding teams, which you just wouldn't think um, with Mitchell. Excuse me, with uh, Mobley and Allen, and the Knicks are one of the best offensive rebounding teams with Mitchell Robinson. Um, it's a big part of the matchup is going to be Mitchell Robinson versus Jarrett Allen. Um, you know, neither player gives you, you know, anything really besides putbacks offensively. Allen does hit an occasional like ten foot, twelve foot floater. He can he can pull out a little bit. Mitchell has nothing offensively unless it's I think a dunk. Allen's like the only person in the league averaging fourteen or more points a game, shooting over sixty percent from the field. Right. I mean. Mitchell gives you nothing besides put-back dunks. Um, Allen can at least spread it a little bit, uh, but the Cavs are going to have to gain rebound like a mother because um, the Knicks are – that's how they are with with Tom Thibodeau-led teams. They're scrappy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Cavs are just – they have a better team 
Um, they have the best. They're going to have the best player on the court every time. Um, you know, you can debate. I mean, I'd say Brunson's slightly better than Mobley right now, but you know, Mobley offers you a lot more on both sides of the floor, so it's kind of a toss-up. Um, but I think you got to go all out defending the three from Randall Brunson and quickly and and Clinton Grimes. Yeah, and I think you got to live with the fact that if R.J. Barrett gets right. open beyond the arc. Fine. You live with the fact that he he's taking that shot, and he I will. To. Yeah, if he's, if, he's a thirty percent shooter, he and he right. shoots he shoots effing. Sorry, pardon my language. Oh, uh, we're good. The, you already swore course. once, so you. Uh, true. I gotta throw the, the explicit tag. Yeah, um, he shoots. He shoots five and a half a game. Yeah. Why? Yeah, he's I, not good at it. He's like, well, so you gotta live. You gotta let him shoot. Let him lose the game for him. If he does that, you guys are shooing. Uh, right. If he's smart, if he's smart about it, or if 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 uh, Brunson's getting hot, I don't really know. It, you just gotta hope that that gar, uh, that uh, Mitchell trades buckets. That's right. really it. Right. Um, I I definitely get that, but I just think in a in a seven game series, uh, I know the Knicks won the regular season three one, but you know you have you can look back at each, each matchup and who missed this game, who missed that game. Um, it is a a weird matchup for the Cavs. Because um, the Knicks do have size and they do have players that can spread the floor. It's gonna be interesting to see how how Garland matches up in his first real, real play off experience. A lot of these dudes' first experience, um, and the Cavs don't have a lot of depth. Um, so I, I still take I'll take the Cavs in six. Um, do you have uh, a a game prediction of of one? Yeah, I have I have Cavs in six as well. I don't think this one's gonna be as close as some of the West Coast mass matchups that we have. I think the Knicks are good. Um, but with but no Randall, it's it's hard to think when he's in. He's not even he's not he hasn't so even been cleared for contact yet. And the last time he played in the playoffs against Atlanta, stunk up the joint. So it's yeah. not like he has a great track record. And they're also the Knicks. And they're the Knicks. They're hilarious. And one last note, and we'll move on. Um, obviously, the whole offseason, he thought Mitchell was going to go to the Knicks. Um, you can just book it now. I don't know what book has the odds out now. Um, Mitchell's dropping 40 in the garden at least once. You know, it's his hometown team was New York. Yeah. Um, and now he's matching up against them. So the storylines are going to be there. It should be fun. I'll be at game two. Um, and if, if there is a game seven, I will be there as well. Um, so the boys going to be locked in. Um, but we both have the Cavs in six there. And then the three six in the east, um, Philly, Brooklyn, you know, credit to Brooklyn for getting there and hanging on. I thought they were a shoe in to fall into the play-in. Uh, but they still were under five hundred um, when they made all the moves and acquired Mikel Bridges, got rid of Durant and Irving. Uh, Philly in five. I know Harden still has a hamstring issue he, he has for quite some time now, but he, Nick Claxton's giving up 80 pounds to Joel Allen Bede. So that's the thing. That's it, right? It's it's Joe. Like, Nick Claxton is... A good defender. One he's of the good. Better, one of the better defenders. He's, Rob, he's Robert Williams, but he's healthier, and he's just not... He's not as good of a defender, but he's equally he's an equally good shot blocker. He doesn't have anything for Joe. Nothing. No. no. He can he can do that against every center in the league except for Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's going to drop fifty on his head. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it's. I agree, gentlemen. Sweep. I think the Nets sneak one out because Mikel right. Bridges or Johnson go and right. drop 
for some reason. It's also Doc Rivers and James Harden in the playoffs, so who knows? Yeah, um. yeah. you know, anybody <laughs> right. who listens to this knows how, how I feel about Doc and his he coaching He brought you abilities. your last so, title, dude. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he did. He he won us our last title. The title he, had nothing to do with Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Durant, or fucking Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Nice. Uh, Ray Allen, Ray John Rondo, and Paul Pierce being one of the best four four players to ever touch a court together at the same time. Oh, it's pity me. Stop. Philly in five. Um, now you can suck off Boston because we're going to be talking about your team. 2-7. Um, um, Atlanta upsets Miami in the play-in to win the seventh seed. Um, and, you know, all year long I was hoping it would be Boston-Miami just because, you know, there's they already played each other twice in – Two previous Eastern Conference Finals. There's a storyline of Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo has had success against Boston. Um, but credit to Atlanta um, for winning that game. It's just a bad matchup for Atlanta. Uh, Boston has a bevy of wings they'll be able to throw at. Uh, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. You know, they don't have the... Hunter and Bogdanovich aren't... Like, are they stopping... Tatum and Brown, that's going to be a no for me. Um, you know, they'll probably, I, I got Boston in five. You know, I'll always just give the home team one game. You know, Capella could have that, you know, eight offensive rebound game. He's capable. It, it's going to be out. Boston's going to easily win this series. I'm going to be interested to see how well Robert Williams plays against a good center. Clint, Clint Capella is a good center. He's a great rebounding center. He just is. He pretty, almost single-handedly. He's overhated. Yeah, he almost single-handedly won them the Miami game with 21 rebounds. Yeah. So to see how um, he matches up with Robert Williams, um, but, you know, you could have the Trey game where he gets 40. You could have the game where he and Murray combine for 70. They still might lose. Um, Boston, it's just a bad matchup for Atlanta. So I got Boston in five. Yeah, I have, a, I have a gentleman's sweep as well. I was talking to Brian about it before we started the show. Um I, I think the Celtics are totally capable of sweeping this team, but I, I think there's probably there very well might be a game in there where Rob Rob doesn't play. And if that's if that does happen, I can see the Hawks taking one. If Rob if Rob plays four straight games, it's a sweep. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Um you know, it's these last two matchups in the East just don't have, you know you can take it to the last three, which we'll talk about. Uh, with Milwaukee is waiting for their opponent, it will either be Miami or Chicago. I think it will be Chicago, um, but you know, Milwaukee—that's a sweep. It's the East has one great matchup. You could talk me into Brooklyn being scrappy and maybe winning two games, uh, but other than that, it's the Western Conference. Um, but you, potential second-round matchups. Here they are. Could have Philly. Uh, excuse me. Could have Milwaukee, Cleveland. You could have Boston, Philly. You could have Denver, Phoenix, and you could potentially have Golden State and the Lakers. That could be one of the best second round matchups in the entire history of the sport. I've preached it all year. Give me Philly round two. Yeah, you have. You've you've asked for it. Give me a guaranteed semi. Give me a guaranteed conference finals appearance. Yeah, it is funny how you guys Maybe. just own Philadelphia. <laughs> Except for the last game where Joel dropped fifty and we didn't defend him at all. Yeah, sure. 
And you had no Jalen Brown and still almost won. We'll, we'll give you a win every once in a while. <laughs> that game was funny. I remember texting you. I was like, yeah, no, G, no JB, no big deal. You were like, I honestly, I didn't even realize Jalen wasn't playing. I truly did not realize he was <laughs> not playing. Um, but yeah, it was no, it, it was funny, but, you know. from a, That's my ideal matchup. That's who right, I want. Right. Uh, in terms of just viewership, if you could somehow in the West get Denver, Phoenix, uh, Golden State, Lakers, wow. I mean, can't, you're, we're canceling the plans. Um, yeah, there's, Golden State there's, Lakers is the one. There's, the there's one. nothing going on. Like you're, you're asking to go out. It's a no. It's just a no. Uh, we're locked in. You want to play some video games? I'm good. I'm locked in the couch. Dude, it's that will be something special. And you could tell. I mean, the NBA has uh, you know a slight history of you know. I wouldn't say rigging matchups, but you know, give a whistle here or there to give your preferred matchup. A little Scott Foster sauce. A little Scott Foster, you know what? Um, so it will be interesting. Um, it could have the the makings of uh, a great playoffs. Um, a lot of storylines. Yeah, I mean, if you had Warriors, Lakers, I mean, wow, wow. But other than that, it's shaping up to be a great playoffs. Um, I will say, uh, for me, uh, on the Twitter page, after Cavs games, for the most part, uh, and really just in general, uh, we will hit the Twitter spaces, Jake. Um, recaps of the games. Um, so look, be a lookout for that. Um, you know, we had vacation last week. The boy got nice and tan in Orlando. Um, looking good. So, looking thank good. You, thank you. Thank I've you. I've had my eyes on him. Yep. Um, but other than that, a lot of content's coming back out. Um, and I mean, this is our go time right here. Um, basketball playoffs are right around the corner, Jake. Um, so before we do start the playoffs and we take our final break, uh, what is your finals matchup? If give me your winner, give me your games, who is winning the NBA finals? The Boston Celtics. Disgusting. Will be defeating. Hold on, let me get close. The Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. In six. In six. In the NBA Finals. This guy has the Lakers going to the finals. Um, hey, if you've been episode numero uno. This guy was on the train. I was on the Lakers train. Well, he was on the Lakers train because of Russell Westbrook. Um, he, he's just... Yeah. Russ, Russ leaving is the reason they are getting a chance. Russ They're has... Well, Russ, Russ has... Russ, took all the bad juju with him and brought it to Los Angeles. Well, to the other side of Los Angeles. Russ has two opportunities to win a ring. He does. He does. Um, I am going to go Phoenix over Milwaukee. Um, a rematch of two years ago. I just, it's a terrible matchup for Denver in round two. Uh, if that is the matchup, it's just terrible for Denver. Um, Phoenix, and then I like Phoenix over whether it would be Memphis, the Warriors, Kings, Lakers. I, I just think you give me Durant and Booker. I, you can keep Chris Paul to just be the playmaker. Don't even shoot the ball. Um, it's just the Durant and Booker combo. It's just it's the best in the league right now. Um, give me a DeAndre Ayton game. Give me a Chris Paul game here or there. Uh, so I like Phoenix coming out of the West. And then... You know, in my opinion, the best team all year long was Milwaukee. Um, won the most games, 58 games. I like them coming out of the East. It does pain me that the Cavs, you know, called it, I called it months ago that um, 
you know, their destinies to lose in the second round. It is sad, um, but obviously pulling for them there. But Milwaukee over Boston uh, is going to be my Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I do think Boston-Philly in the second round will be closer than Jake thinks. Um, but all that obviously depends on Doc Rivers and James Harden, who do not have great track records. Um, but all in all, I'll take Phoenix over Milwaukee in six as well. Um, and Durant, you know, gets his, this would be his, his third ring, his, his first real ring. Um, but get my guy, Chris Paul a ring. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, I do think, uh, I, I, I will predict this just cause why, why the hell not? Uh, Tatum redeems himself in the finals to win finals MVP. Wow. Wow. All right, well, that is that. We're going to take one final break and come back with um, the bed step segment and close out with our final thoughts. So we'll be right back after this. And now it's time for our bet stamp block of the week. This one, we're looking ahead to tomorrow's game, Bulls versus Heat. I have, I have the one. I think this slams. I have Bam Adebayo to not record a double-double. So under one-half, double-double. Right now, the odds on Barstool are sitting at minus 125 compared to minus 135 on Caesars. Now, the difference in those two lines, $10 on a $100 bet, that is why you need an app like BetStamp. With BetStamp, you can put all of the books that you have available in your state on the same interface and shop the lines for any any bet that you plan on making and see where you're going to make the most bang for your buck. If you're an avid gambler or an intermediate gambler or even a rookie, I highly recommend you get BetStamp so you can make the most out of your money. And when you download it, use referral code FJPOD. Now, Bam Adebayo has only recorded four double-doubles in the last 18 games. And he's going against not one of the better rebounding teams in the league, but a better rebounding team than the one he's on now. Uh, And one of the better rebounders in the league, in my opinion, Nikola Vucevic. Because of this, because of the matchup, and because of Bam's recent recent performances and lack thereof double-doubles, I think that minus 125 is... pretty good odd considering his odds to record a double double are also sitting at negative. I don't see any reason Some why would call you call it free. I don't yeah, I don't see any reason why you'd take to record a double double when he's batting four for eighteen. Yep. You know, if a guy on my team's batting four for eighteen, I'm sending him to the showers. You're I mean you're a you're a Boston Red Sox guy. I mean terrible yeah, TK line. Hernandez guys we'll we'll be seeing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm locking it in, minus 125. It's a great one to drop a unit on. Um, not going to be making you know, huge profits on this, but the odds are s- sitting pretty nice, and Bam just doesn't have the history of recording double-doubles, uh, at least in the last two months, especially against good centers. So I'm going to be taking this one. And then to wrap up the show, uh, Frank, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. We've made it to the NBA playoffs. Um, by the time this pod is up. Um, it seems like yesterday I was watching Cavs Toronto. 
uh, in the first game. Um, and here we are. It went by too quick again, though. That's what it, you finally get to this point. And it's like, damn, sometimes I just want to sit in November and just watch the Cavs Orlando for no reason. Uh, but we made it to the playoffs. Uh, and this is one of my you know, favorite times of the year. So those are my final thoughts. Do you have anything there, Jake? I'm all good. I'm excited. Next time you guys hear from us, we're going to be midway through round one of the playoffs. Um, my my Bruins are going to be in the playoffs. Your Bruins. Right. You care about four hockey games a year. Don't even. It's going to be a very, very exciting month uh, for the pod as well. Yep. Hoping to get a lot of content out for you guys in the future. Uh, um, busy for both of us. We're both coming up on busy times for ourselves. Um, yep. But we're, we're going to keep riding. Uh, going to keep giving you guys as much content as we can. We appreciate your support. We'll see you next week.